2: You know, i tell you what, the White Sox have done a lot of things right the last three or four years, and last offseason, they locked up Jose Brio. There were a lot of people in the industry weren't sure if the White Sox were going to hang on to him or what kind of market was there out for a first baseman slash DH. So many things right went for the White Sox in 2019 and 2020, but this guy right here, he was the one constant in that lineup all season long. And when you think about it, when they signed him from Cuba, he they, they went and got him to be a middle-of-the-order bat. And he has been that since he's put a White Sox uniform on. And he'll be one of the many reasons why, moving forward, this White Sox team will be taken seriously.
1: Go White Sox. They're going. They're going. It sounded suspiciously like former Cub Dan Pleszak. Talking about the White Sox, the constant, the the uh, the first baseman, the MVP. We are Chicago Sports Radio six seventy. The score. Of the Saturday. Thank you for joining us on the last hour. We're going to the Alpamonte Ford Hotline, Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park, where we will welcome in someone who lives, dies, writes about, has an awful lot of things to say about the. White Sox on Sox machine a terrific blog he and the people there came up with something that I would I Don't want to steal anyone's thunder, but I thought it was some of the best merch I'd seen so Josh Nelson welcome back to the show and share with us the idea and how the sale of That merch has
0: gone
2: merch (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, the, thanks for having me on. And, yes, it is our wonderful Hall of Famer baseball person shirts uh, to, to oh. honor the wonderful quote from White Sox manager Tony La Russa. And by the way, Tony La Russa will be due in court one month from today uh, in uh, Maricopa oh. County. So for those that are keeping track, in, in 30 days he will show up to court uh, regarding his pending DUI charge. And uh, we we are taking as far as the proceeds and donating it uh, to the Alliance of Intoxicated uh, Motorists. Um, it's it's a it's a good charity out in Schaumburg uh, to help support as far as causes and to share the stories of those that have lost loved ones due to drunk driving accidents. Uh, and yeah, we sold out at every size except for extra large. We are getting some more in. Uh, they quickly flew off the shelves, and I'm sure our second order will also follow suit as well. Uh, but yeah, we do have that merch now on socksmachine.com, and uh, if you feel like you are a Hall of Famer baseball person, uh, make sure to pick up yours uh, in a couple of weeks. I think it's. I think that's terrific. I, and I and I wanted
1: the I wanted the point made that this was this this was, the, the, these were passionate a passionate White Sox uh, site run by passionate White Sox people who were personally offended and thought they would find it. I mean, it was just, it seems embarrassing to be a White Sox fan when you have your manager trying to tell police, while well, he's drunk with a BAC <laughs> over 0.8, I'm a Hall of Famer baseball person. I saw that on a shirt. And then it's not just, well, we're going to line our pockets. I think that. That is worth repeating again the 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 funds are not just to to line the socks machine pockets i think that's that's a a wonderful part of this story josh
0: thank you and yeah that that was important for jim and i because you know anything that happens today big sports moments there's a lot of t-shirt companies out there today and they do a terrific job but obviously they're doing it for profit but For me, I I lost my dad when I was six years old due to drunk driving, so I'm pretty sensitive to this subject and any way that we could help as far as causes to spread awareness of how terrible an idea it is to drink and drive. Uh, If we could do it through this shirt and people could have a good laugh about it, uh, and they're going to be helping support this cause. So I thank everyone for who has purchased a shirt now and for those that may purchase a shirt in the future.
2: Jesus, man, I, I am sorry to hear. I did not know that about you. That you lost your dad when you were six years old and to drunk driving. So I am, I am sorry to hear with that and that that you have to deal with that and think about that probably a lot of days of your life. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, but let me, let me ask you this: if it's possible to segue from that, um, mm-hmm. Tony, do you think that there's any chance that Tony Larusa? Steps down, resigns, and no. says, You know what? I, no. Okay.
0: No. And the reason is that, you know, LaRusse has been in the game for a very long time. He, baseball people are incredibly stubborn, and he feels like he is the right man at the right time for the Chicago White Sox team. So I don't see him stepping away. I don't know if he's actually going to go to jail. Because of coronavirus. So okay. shocker, irony, coronavirus may save Tony LaRusa from for more humiliation uh, of having to go serve a day or two in jail because of this DUI charge. We'll see what happens as far as with Arizona. It's, um, I don't know Arizona's situation with coronavirus, but if he was in Chicago, I doubt being a 76-year-old man that Cook County would send him to jail for a DUI charge. So we'll see what happens as far as with Arizona. Uh, But I don't see him stepping down at this moment. It sounds like he was involved in the decision-making of the Chicago White Sox, hiring Ethan Katz, uh, who will be the new pitching coach, Uh, Miguel Cairo, who's going to be the new bench coach. He's involved right now in the decision-making. So it would be really odd if you are hiring all these coaches and then you decide in a month, you know what, I changed my mind, I'm stepping down. Like <laughs> it'd be very White Sox, but <laughs> it would be <laughs> it, it would be really odd if he was doing all of this, you know, upfront work, getting his coaching staff in place, and walked away. So, no, I don't expect Louisa to walk away. I don't expect Jerry Reinsdorf to change his mind, and I expect Tony La Russa to still be the manager of the Chicago White Sox on Opening Day.
1: We're talking with Josh Nelson of Sox Machine here on The Score. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody with you. So the, from the time the decision was made, just on its own without the DUI charge, it's like, okay, now we know that the the chairman is not letting the GM do his job. The GM decided not to quit. Surprisingly, I would have because I just can't see being being able to do the job. When I when I've done all this work and I can't hire the manager I think is best fit for this talent, and then comes word that they hired him a day after they knew the DUI was going to, was, was filed, and whatever you felt then has it changed? Has it calmed down? Have have you gotten the feeling in Sox Nation that it is um, less of an issue, more about the players, or has is it still? Is it still burning? Is it still roiling?
0: I think, I'm not going to say it's subdued. It is in hiding right now. It'll come back out on December 28th. I think at 1030 <laughs> in the morning is when, 1030 a.m. Central Time is when Tony La Russa will be appearing in court. And once he appears in court, we'll see what the results of that situation is. And we may get more we may get more video, we may get photos of Tony the night uh, being arrested back in February of 2020 with this situation. So there may be more content regarding this coming along. So right now, it's just I, th- I would say it's in hiding uh, for another month until December 28th. For right now, All right. for everyone in Go Major ahead, League Josh. Baseball, though. Um, I think a lot of attention right now for White Sox fans is what's going to happen on December 2nd, because that is the tender, non-tender deadline. And we are expecting some White Sox players to not be tender contracts. And I think that will take up a lot of attention. And there's also been a lot of attention right now on White Sox Twitter about the possibility of the White Sox maybe going after someone like Chris Bryant, in which that's going to be a tough decision for Jed Hoyer. And he's going to have to make that decision because he's running out of time, running out of days and hours before that important December 2nd deadline. Uh, So that's been a lot of the focus now. But after Christmas, after the court case, I'm sure Larusa will be back into White Sox fans' minds.
2: All right, Josh, I would like to play the starting rotation game with you for the White Sox next year. (laughs) So here's what I got. I got, obviously, Lucas Giolito and Dallas Keuchel at the top of your rotation. I think they will sign somebody. I'm not giving you a name. I'm just going to say there will be a free agent involved in the starting rotation. After that, this this is where I need your help. So then you have Cease, you have Kopech, you have Lopez, you have Dane Dunning. Which of that crop of guys, those four, do you think – will be a starter in that rotation next year, if any.
0: Well, I think if we're looking specifically for opening day, so Mm -hmm. April 1st, 2021, I would say it's Dylan Cease. I'm going to go with Dane Dunning because they have the experience of pitching last year. Uh, Cease, he has worked through 2020, which obviously wasn't a full season and he didn't get a full season in 2019, but he hasn't shown any injury concerns at all. Uh, so I would slot him as the number four pitcher for the Chicago White Sox to start the 2021 season. And I think Dunning is ahead of Kopech because mm-hmm. he threw in 2020 and Kopech will have to start the season in Triple I don't want to say Charlotte because I'm not sure on how these minor league <laughs> affiliates are being divvied out now. Yeah. Nice. Um, and that's, that's a whole other ordeal that Rick Hahn has to deal with right now because I just heard over the weekend that they're combining the Carolina and the South Atlantic League. Well, the White Sox, that was their low A and high A. And now if they're in the same league, do we need to move our high A affiliate? Do I need to go ask if King County can be our affiliate or – is our Winston Salem Dash affiliate part of a brand new league that Major League Baseball is creating? So even more of a mess that's on Rick Hahn's desk right now that needs to be sorted out.
2: But, as a as a quick follow up, quick follow up yeah. uh, with those guys. Do you agree that I know you agree, Giolino and Keuchel? But do you agree that there will be a free agent signing as the number three guy in the rotation? Then they'll they'll have that pile of guys to pick from that I mentioned. Do you agree with that or no?
0: I, I, I do agree with that. I don't think it's going to be a sexy free agent signing. There's only one sexy starting pitching free agent out there right now. And that's Trevor Bauer. Everybody else has got some red flags or they're aging starting pitchers that you can get on the cheap one to two years. But there's going to be a lot of competition because these are the types of starting pitchers that every team wants to sign. And we've already seen the Atlanta Braves kind of jump in front of the market by signing Charlie Morton to a one-year deal. So I agree with you. It may be like a Taiwan Walker or a James Paxton that the White Sox signed, but it's not going to be a long-term deal to slot in the the number three place. And that number three starter, in case if they get hurt, I think the hope is that Kopech does build up some endurance. He does break off that rust. And at some point in the 2021 season, maybe in the month of May or June, he can be inserted into the starting rotation. And the White Sox would feel a lot better about their chances in the pitching front when Kopech gets caught up to speed and joins that rotation.
1: Josh, before we let you go, what is the T shirt one one more time? What does the T shirt say? Where can people get it, and uh, who benefits by this?
0: Yeah, it's again, it's the Alliance Against Intoxicated Motorists. It's a Schaumburg-based organization. It is the Hall of Famer Baseball Person shirts, and you can get them right now on socksmachine.com we only have extra larges in stock but next week we will have small mediums larges again in stock as uh people got a bit excited and uh bought them all in two days so once we get them in stock again uh you'll have to be quick on the trigger uh to get yours i don't think they're going to be in stock uh very long when we do get them
1: good for you good for you and jim um thanks for coming on i appreciate it have a have a good holiday season until just after Christmas on the twenty eighth
0: of December. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I knew you would ask about that. I look forward to discussing how that court case went. There you uh, go. With to Russo soon with you guys. All right. That have a great weekend. You.
1: Thanks, Josh. See you, man. That's Josh Nelson of Sox Machine. Um, I just love that Hall of Famer baseball person shirt. That would be. There's your opening day attire if they can keep pumping them out. And the fact that it goes to to some an issue that's you know a group that deals with. Um, an alliance against drunk driving, and something that is near and dear, obviously, and painfully near and dear to Josh's heart, is the fact that he's able to help in that way. I was glad he was able to come on. I just thought that was some of the best merch I'd seen in a long time.
2: Yeah, no, I appreciate that, and I love picking his brain too. Yeah, Do, doing the hot stove starting rotation thing, and there, it's it's great. The one thing that I'm looking forward to Tony Larusa and his management of the ball club is to. See how he deals differently with the bullpen because there's a lot of good arms in the White Sox bullpen with Bummer and Evan Marshall and Cody Hoyer and, and looking forward to him not using Jimmy Cordero every single second as his predecessor did. Uh, Ricky Renteria loved him some Jimmy Cordero. And every bullpen's got to have that guy that you just kind of put in all over the place. But I, I'd seen enough of Jimmy Cordero's biceps by the time the 60-game season was over.
1: Yeah, well he got he got sea He got what that's the oh, way. It,
2: yeah, that's great. That's a great that's, comp.
1: That's the way it looked. All right, we're gonna yeah. take a break. When we come back, it's it's certainly time to do what are you doing, Wegner. We have much to do. We weren't here last week. So much is, has piled up, but we're gonna start with one of the greatest one of the greatest cuts describing a celebration what what was done in a response in the aftermath of a player making the team what well, was done in the aftermath of some good news. This this is a Hall of Fame answer. We'll get to that and so much more. On what are you doing, Wagner? He's Mark Grody. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Thanks for joining us. Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the
2: score. Done. What job? Oh. oh, what are you doing? He threw him out of the ball.
1: Wagner yeah that's it that's what we're doing what are you doing Wagner Steve Rosenblatt Mark Rody, with you it's our segment a hey, look around what other things are going on in these compelling challenging times and one thing that is new and back is Mark Rody's law no I'm sorry Podcast. podcast yeah let me put a list together and i thought it was a great great topic share because i have two choices i will share with you but you share with the audience what you and brian discussed
2: yeah thanks man yeah it's uh, let me put a list together and we put together our top nine and that is whittling it down let me tell you our top nine tom hanks movies and there's like a hundred good tom hanks movies but we decided to challenge ourselves and to get right down to the nitty-gritty and what we thought were the nine best on our podcast let me put a list together which you could find anywhere as a matter of fact i need to put it up on my instagram page i will do that at some point in time um so people could just find it easily but you could google it and find it anywhere you don't have to pay anything for it none of that silly stuff we don't need any of your information nada it's from us to you just because we like doing it stevie what you got i'm anxious to to know what are your favorites
1: well you know when i when i first saw it before before we go any further i was like well is that a movie that tom hanks was in or is that a movie where Tom Hanks was movie star Tom Hanks, and there's a difference because I loved the thing that you do. I love the music. I love the idea, okay. and I really and that that wasn't Forrest Gump. That was Tom Hanks being a movie star kind of thing. So I I went with my my I kept waffling with these two choices. So they would be up at the top and they'd be fighting over each other. One is Captain Phillips. Okay. I just thought That's that great. was a spectacular performance and because I love the movie and I love what he did and what he and it so ran counter to you know this big movie star kind of thing uh, League of Their Own I have special reasons to love that movie and I thought he was hit the spectacular character because it was just so there so those are the two that would be fighting for number one on my list,
2: yeah, and I have to say that the, the League of Their Own is in on our top nine, and it does have look, it, it has one of the most iconic lines in yep. movie history. If you really think about it, there's right. no crying in baseball, right? Right, um, right. that is true. I what I discovered throughout this, and I won't give away my entire list, I will tempt you to listen to Let Me Put a List Together. But right. what I discovered in discussing, you know, when we were doing this thing in real time was that. The movie Castaway has maybe the the saddest scene in for me, for me anyway, in movie history when at the end he goes back to his ex-wife's place uh-huh. and they're standing out in the rain. And she's married again, and she's got kids because she thought he was dead. And, mm-hmm. you know, she comes out there and says, you're the love of my life. They get in the car together, like there's going to be this dramatic scene where they—and then they both look at each other and realize they can't stay together and that she has to go back to her family, and he has to go off on his own. Like, that—you uh, I, know, that—if we were doing, like, scenes that make you tear up a little bit, that's one for me. Like, one of—like, when you really think about it, I, I don't—I haven't seen many sadder moments in cinema— than that
1: i agree and it really surprised me because i i he needed something good to happen once he came back and i thought that would be it and he deserved it and we'd all be happy and that was very jarring it was very i'm not i wasn't expecting that and it it was played very well i i agree i i I teared up i i
2: you can't not i mean no
1: you're right you're right um all right, so that is. Let me put a list together, and it's the Tom Hanks ranking Tom Hanks movies. That's an excellent decision. Thanks, man. Uh, ne- next item on what are you doing, Wagner? This is Bears fans as they begin their surge to win the NFC North. Got help from the Colts, who beat the came back on the Packers, and sent the game to overtime, and won it in overtime. On a kick from Rodrigo Blankenship, Colts kicker will be a hero for Bears fans as they begin their march to the top of the NFC North. So, in the aftermath, Rodrigo Blankenship was asked way back, "What were you? What were your thoughts? What did you do? How did you celebrate? You got you won the Colts kicking job. Here, he just won a game. What did you do to celebrate winning?" This NFL job as the Colts kicker. And here's his answer. First thing that popped in your head when you got the call and they said you were the man.
0: Uh, Yeah. So um, I think the night before, I think I just spent it um, building some Lego sets and uh, just talking to my girlfriend. (laughs) Building
1: some Lego sets and talking to my girlfriend. That's That's awesome. That's special. That's a yeah. special thing. Yeah, that's that's a special thing. So that's Rodrigo Blankenship, a hero to us all. Um, this week, if you're a, I'm not a fan of kickball. I knew about Maradona, but I'm not a big fan. Are you a fan of kickball? Do you I am kickball
2: not, and when you, you say kickball, know? you mean soccer, yes, yes? Yeah, some people call yeah. it. Because I'm actually a fan of kickball. Kickball is fun.
1: Yeah, it's true. So lo- much of the history of of. And Maradona's domination, this this godlike um, player, the godding up of players as, um, as Red Smith had once talked about and written about. So Maradona had an audience with Pope John Paul II. And this was a quote, this is one of the wonderful things that emerges after the passing of a legendary character. I was in the Vatican and I saw all these golden ceilings. And afterwards, I heard the Pope say the church was worried about the welfare of poor kids. Sell your ceiling then, amigo. Do something. <laughs> <laughs> That's Maradona. Yeah. Sell your ceiling then, amigo.
2: That's like an outstanding thing. I just. I know. have to. Uh, I feel so. Feel so American for this. I had I didn't know anything about Diego. I didn't know who he was. Diego oh, Maradona. Okay. I, I just didn't. Yeah. I had not, I had not heard of him. I've heard of Madonna. Uh, yes. Over here, you did. Madonna. Over, over here. here. But I I just I was not aware. So I feel I feel like I owe an apology to to everybody for being an ignorant American, um, not knowing anything about Diego Maradona. So that's quite all right.
1: That's quite all right. So. These are two feel-good stories of the of the time right now, and I, I wanted to share both of them. John Lester did it again, another big outing. I don't know if you saw it. If you didn't, it's worth mentioning. I remember talk- a couple weeks ago, when just before he wasn't going to get renewed, it was it, he and Miller Lite. It was John. He was buying your first beer, right, for for the whole weekend, and he was tipping thirty-four percent, which was his is his number was his number as a cup. Still might be his number depending on how things go. And it was a spectacular move by by him. Now, uh, word comes that John Lester was donate had donated over five hundred meals to local hospitals and shelters for Thanksgiving. And it's I just amazing. thought that was yeah, that's just the man's that's that's a nice move. The man's legit and good for you. That that I think is is terrific. And there's something Steve, else we're getting a little uh,
2: text reaction to some of the th- items on. Let me or uh, let me put a list together. Like on what? Uh, what are you doing, oh. Wagner? Like, let me just I'll read a couple of these here for you. I yeah. love this from the 773. I sobbed hysterically when he lost Wilson. I think that yeah. person's being serious because that was an incredibly sad moment in the movie as well. Yeah. Um, when the volley, and I'm not being sarcastic, like that was very sad. Um, and then somebody said, might want to rewatch Castaway. Helen Hunt was not his ex-wife, but you know what I meant. I, they, and didn't, didn't they get engaged? Did they get engaged at least? I don't remember. But she was. She even said it. You were the love of my life. I mean, she yeah. went and got married so she could live a practical, nice life. But the love of her life was the Tom Hanks character. Right. Right. Uh, and, and then uh, so- Mark. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah. man. I I'm just say the tech uh, Mark, zone check we're out we're the uh, the HBO documentary Maradona Outstanding from Peoria Matt. And now we can stop talking over each other. I'm sorry, Steve. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: no, no, no. I'm sorry. I apologize. But the tech zone is no, brought no, to no, you. No, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Saturday's second at its best. The tech zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time, shop online at RosenHyundai.com. We also had somebody text earlier that when we were talking with Tyler Dunn about the um, receivers that Green Bay has and, and Marquez Valdez Scantling was a name that the texter wanted to hear less uh, here as in the Grobber's voice. I thought that was a good Grobber voice name.
2: Marquez Valdez Scantling. Yeah, I uh-huh. guess. Or, or would that have been better in a uh, Pat Summerall voice? Marquez Valdez Scantling. Maybe. Okay. Nah. I'm just. Well, nah. There's
1: another feel-good story that I, I'm not aware of this. Um, Heidi Stevens writes in the Chicago Tribune. She's terrific, and she's, uh, she, she writes about these kind of your neighborhood, your life, and her life, and things like this. So there is a national movement, I was unaware of this, It has reached Chicago. It is called Lasagna Love. And it's as simple as you think it is. People who have been affected by the coronavirus pandemic, which means everyone... Can request a free homemade lasagna to be delivered to their home or their workplace. Yum. matter, lost income, lost childcare, lost sanity. And so this movement, lasagnalove.org backslash request, you can get all the information there. Um, Heidi Stevens wrote about it through the eyes and the, the efforts of Marcy Saraki, who lives in Chicago, and it was. She started baking these lasagnas and and posting them, and it was all about contact you know contactless deliveries to grateful families. And then, more people who were lucky enough not to be that badly affected were helping her make these lasagnas and dropping them off and spreading kindness. Lasagna love. I just I love this idea. I thought it was terrific. Lasagnalove.org. If you need help, people understand. go to lasagnalove.org backslash request. if you want to help, if you can bake yourself some lasagna and especially this time of year when food a lot of food equals a lot of love and yeah. and that would go for even when we're not in a pandemic. but if you are you know you're living food insecurity, if you're living without lasagnalove.org has all the information and Marcy Saraki. You're a you're a hero. It's great. I love that whole idea, and um, I wanted people to know about that.
2: The love so, that is flowing from you today, Steve Rosenblum, you are two yeah, for two, my friend. Very. As nice. long as
1: you're not a Bears quarterback or a coach. <laughs> right. um, here is um, there, there are two things involving the Chicago PD scanners, and um, there's an the Office of Emergency Management Communications. is is people who would need to be particularly, on particular um, high alert on the holiday on Thanksgiving, what we just celebrated. So this was apparently said, and people capture this over the Chicago scanner, and this was on um, Wednesday evening. Quote, Thanksgiving, one of the happiest days of the year, always a good combination when you lock your family inside with alcohol. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's about right. yeah that's, depending that's on, if you it. live in a state where you can you can get alcohol of course yeah that's true well that
1: would be this one and here's something else that was on the chicago scanner where we find wonderful things um i learned about this through the i'm fat podcast that's rick camp and jay zawoski they're the fats um and they determined that this was of legendary this was a legend This person in this Chicago scanner alert. Uh, I don't have the name, but I think we can all imagine. And the scanner said, McDonald's says a man in a black truck is refusing to move out of the drive-thru because he wants them to remake his order, but he ate the entire original order. (laughs) <laughs> I wasn't sure I could get that out.
2: Is that like when you when you want to send your food back at a restaurant, but you've eaten a couple you bites mean, of it? I yeah. ate this
1: all and it was horrible. Can you make me a new Chateaubriand? Yes. I mean, they would, that's have, they would
2: have to, right? They would have right, to it do was,
1: it. it. It was at the Garfield Boulevard and uh, Michigan. That was what it would. Chicago Scanner said. McDonald's has a man in a black truck is refusing to move out of the drive-thru because he wants them to remake his order, but he ate the entire original order.
2: How good only that? that that could be a more present cop call as opposed to other things, right? If that's what we were dealing right, with. Right, if that's,
1: if that's the worst thing you're dealing with. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, mean, that's, that's
2: t- I mean, I'm not encouraging that, but if all the issues on the scanners were more like that, we'd be in in great right. shape. By the way, a follow-up to the the I'm Fat podcast. I've decided something because you know, in the era, uh, era of social media, when we know everybody's opinions about everything, there have been a lot of opinions about Thanksgiving and what should be allowed and what's not allowed and all that. And most of the right. Ninety nine percent of the opinions are just uh, dumb and not credible and emotional and stupid and unfortunate. So I have decided and, and everybody loves to give an opinion on food. So I have decided that the only ones that are credible in this regard for now on are the ones that I will pay attention to are Jay Zawoski, Rick Camp, and then I will add one more name to that. My good friend Dan Levy, as well, who is a foodosaurus too, who could be on the the podcast as well. So I, those are the only three to whom I will ever go for f- real food opinions. The rest of you, you're all just amateurs. That includes me. So if you ever see me posting anything about food, don't trust me. Don't trust me.
1: No, it's all for it's all for the the fats too. That's why we frequently had. Rick Camp on Jay Zawacki on when we had a food question and, and food yes. discussion and and They're there it. was there yeah there was we're, we're seeking, we're seeking it from the, the highest level the best the the experts, um, right. the the Buddhas of <clears throat> bad weight management, so the, the. From the departments from the files of some athletes get it some don't here come, two, two different things one is. Um, Jordan Carl, uh, Clarkson, a free agent, signed a $52 million deal with the Utah Jazz. Did that this week, which prompted Aaron J. I don't know if it's Reese or Rice, he writes for The Athletic, R E I S S. But he was talking to Jordan Clarkson, asking him what he thought about trade rumors. And Jordan Clarkson just said his quote is, There's a bank in every city. that's a guy who gets it.
2: That's awesome. There's a
1: bank it. Whatever the trade rumors are, Uh there's a bank in every city.
2: Spot on. And this is all temporary too. You know what I mean? Like by the time you're 35, you'll have your second life and you could live wherever you want to live after wherever your life had to be for those 10 years you were a professional athlete. Who cares? Because the rest of it is on a beach if you like.
1: Yeah, that's right. So... He gets it, and there's some athletes that don't. One athlete that doesn't is Hassan Whiteside. He was in the news for, um, with the Sacramento Kings, and I believe he resigned with them. So he had been with them, for an hour, an hour, a year and a half, and he looks at Jason Jones, who is a beat writer, for the Sacramento Kings, and Sacramento Kings center Hassan Whiteside at a shoot around on the road turns to Jason Jones, the beat writer, and says, hey Jason, why are you always here? And Jason's like, what do you mean? Uh And Hassan says, are you a really big fan or something? Why are you like at all our practices and all our games? (laughs) And at this point, DeMarcus DeMarcus Cousins interjects and says, Come on, dude. He's our beat writer. He covers us. <laughs> he has to be here. Oh my God. That's hilarious. That's a sun white side. That's that's quite a thing, don't you think?
2: When the team's got to actually... do a better job of preparing what the media is to a team. When he's
1: actually asking that, yeah. I have some interesting news from our friends in Canada, and this is this I it it's. Hysterical that they have these. You have the, You know the sign where we, we have the lit up signs that say, lay, down to one lane, lane closure, right lane closed ahead, slow down." Of course. Work, you know, yeah, all yeah. those those right. Yeah. Well, in Alberta, in um, Jasper, there is uh, which is it in the mountains and uh, the Alberta province. They put up signs that say, "Do not let moose lick your car." Saw that, yeah. And it sounds like a joke, but there's, and it is, it's really funny. Do not let moose lick your car, because the moose are looking for salt. They need salt. Yes. They find it hard to resist. They're obsessed with salt. So they've discovered that not just the salt lakes and 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 the parks around there, they realize that road salt splashes onto cars, so they've learned to lick cars, and Jasper National Park and authorities around Alberta are saying do not let moose lick your car, moose and cars are not a good mix, because if you, this is what one of the uh, authorities says, if you hit the moose with your car, you take the legs out from under it, and it's going to go through your windshield, and you are going to get gored, that's what's going to happen. If you so, let the moose lick your car, <laughs> you are going to get gored. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So Canadian driving advice, just just so you know, that's what's that's what's going on up there. And um, my friend Pete Weber, who broadcaster for the Nashville Predators, and I knew him in L.A. when he was a Kings broadcaster, had tweeted out a sign a, a while ago that said he's standing at a fence, and the sign says. Do not feed the goats no matter what they tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's well done. That's well executed. Uh-huh. You know, you, we started this with movies. I want to bring it back to a movie, especially sure. with what we're you were talking about um, when we talked about League Castaway. of Their Own. The, yeah, Game and of League own, of yeah. Their Own had an iconic line, and yes. that may be what swung it for me. I have all kinds of good feelings about League of Their Own for a whole lot of different reasons, instead of Captain Phillips, which would be my top two. But the fact that Tom Hanks uttered that iconic line is what would seem to be decisive. But speaking of this this last night on Thanksgiving, which Thursday, nineteen forty two, in a New York premiere, Casablanca was released. Maybe the great arguably the greatest movie of all time, with some of the greatest movie lines ever, written in the 40s, and you know who wrote it, don't you? Humphrey Bogart. No, he starred in it. Oh. Theo Epstein's family wrote it. Oh. Philip Epstein, Theo's grandfather, and Julius Epstein, his granduncle. They wrote that. They were the among the co-writers for one of the greatest scripts ever, just of, the, of all the repeated lines in my world, uh, Godfather and Casablanca are are right up there because
2: that's just awesome,
1: so memorable. And so it was 1942, uh, about, you know, it was a war movie in Casablanca. I, I came to Casablanca for the waters. This is a desert. I was misinformed. <laughs> that was, you know, and everybody knows it as as play it. It was never, nobody ever said play it again, Sam, except Woody Allen when he made the That movie called Play It Against Sam, neither Humphrey Bogart nor Ilsa said, play it against Sam. It was just play it. If you can play it for her, you can play it for me. Play
2: it. Here's looking at you, right? Isn't that? Yeah. Here's looking at you, kid. In all the places, in all the world, right? Yeah.
1: In all of all the joints, in all the world, she's got to walk into this one. That's it. Right. I'm shocked. Shocked there's gambling going on in here. Inspector Renault, here are your winnings. Oh yes, thank you. That it was just tremendous stuff. Just great, great lines, great characters, great, great acting. It was. Uh, you you despise me, don't you? Said Ugarté, and Humphrey Bogart says, "If I gave you any thought at all, I probably would."
2: <laughs> You're going wonderful. deep, man. I I, I just I have to admit. I'm
1: telling you, those lines are wonderful. They're just so memorable. It's it's a movie. This is. I, it'd be perfect. Sit down with it tonight. See Casablanca. Do I lose
2: all my credibility if I tell you that I haven't seen Casablanca? I haven't seen it, but I I do accept it as a great movie because okay. everybody says so. Yeah. By, compares. okay, by acclamation.
1: Well, by that's acclamation. fine. You would you would benefit by seeing it because you'd see, you'd you'd have such greater, um, you would fill in part of the, the chasm in your cultural zeitgeist. Mm, you're right. You're right. It's a necess- I will necessary thing.
2: It's on my list.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, you've got a list. Let me put a list together. There you There's go, Mark Grody. There's that's the podcast, and um, and I welcome everyone to listen to that because there are always great topics. There are always things worth discussing. I would say arguing about, but only us people on sports radio argue about stuff like that. You guys, you guys have a discussion and you have your points, and I think that's great. That's the way it should be. So. Correcto. Well, yeah, so we'll take a break, and uh, we'll come back before we close out the show and turn it over to Zach Zabin, whether you like it or not. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score.
0: No, I don't care. I don't care. I don't pay attention to the public.
2: You should explain that, Mark. Okay, what was that now, Steve? I just put the headphones in. I didn't hear That, <laughs> that was... Ms. Trubisky saying, I
1: don't
2: pay attention to the public. No, I don't ah. care.
1: I don't care. I don't yeah. pay attention to the public. No.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's probably the, the healthy answer, whether, you know, he actually does or does not. I mean, that, that sounds like a guy who used to pay attention to the public and now he doesn't because it's just so it is. I mean, that's the life of a quarterback in any city. It's volatile, let alone here in Chicago, the maybe the most rabid football fan base in the country. It's possible. I mean, Chicago is up there. So that's part of the gig, man. You got to deal mm. with it. The love, the hate, everything in between. Tis the life of a quarterback in the great, big, beautiful city of Chicago.
1: We just become smoking Jay Cutler. We have some NFL news. The um, The Bears now have two wins against coaches who will be fired. Matt Patricia was fired by the Lions, as was the general manager who brought him in, Bob Quinn. The organization that fired Jim Caldwell for daring to go to the playoffs twice in three years (laughs) fired a guy from the Belichick tree who sucked and continued to suck to make sure the Lions sucked worse than they have before. The Lions have fired Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. So that makes two wins the Bears have
2: had against coaches who would be fired. God, I mean, that's just... Detroit is just an organization. I mean, you, you that just cannot get it right. I mean, they would they have that two-game winning streak this year, and then I was positive that they would start to sink again, and they did. And like, you can look at Matt Patricia moments where he messed up. You know what I mean? Like, we shouldn't. You shouldn't be able to make a top-10 list of things that Matt Patricia did that were wrong, including. Chastising the media, which you can't really do when your team is not a winning team. Once you have full Bill Belichick, yeah, he's right. not Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Give me a favor, just kind of sit up. Do...
0: Ask me a question professionally, and I'll answer it.
2: Yeah, that's it. But here's see now, Bill Belichick the... could do that and play yeah. that game, but no, Matt Patricia, sorry buddy, no, no, you can't.
1: He could cut your sleeves off and make a commercial out of it, but you can't. <laughs> and here's here's the thing. Here's why this hurts the Bears. Matt Nagy was five zero against Matt Patricia. The Bears had won... <laughs> Five games against Matt Patricia and never lost to the guy who generally played man-to-man, the only defense that Matt Mitch Trubisky could read and have success against. There was some zone mixed in last time, but that was a team that, the, that Matt Nagy couldn't lose to, and now he's gone.
2: So, we'll see what happens tomorrow night. I promise you, I promise you. The next man up for Detroit, whomever it is, will not be any better. History would suggest that. So,
1: well, Matt Nagy's we
2: hoping for that. He's
1: Mark Roddy. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Want to thank Trash Panda and Mike Rankin for producing this thing. Want to thank uh, Chris Emma for coming on. Tyler Dunn for Go Long TD blog coming on. Josh Nelson for coming on. Go to Sox Machine, get one of the shirts, contribute to a good cause. Zach Zaidman is next in Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score
2: it wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck so kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do wait.
1: oh yes wait, wait a minute mr post wait, wait
0: wait oh yeah that's
2: yeah. it